Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devaraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested in doing one-on-one online Ayurvedic consultation with me, please find the details in the show notes of this podcast or do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com Now in today's webinar we will be discussing on how ayurveda can help you recover faster especially if you had a infection or covid infection and what are the possibilities ayurveda can help us Now many people come to me and say that after the covid their smell is not good or they are feeling extremely tired or some people even say that their breathing is sometimes difficult they have they even sometimes experience something like blackout so many things are showing up after the post covid and some people which is not even mentioned in many of the journals is about depression anxiety and many scientists are anticipating the next 2 3 years one of the biggest problems the humanity is going to face is about ptsd which is post traumatic stress disorder however that is something that we have to deal with mental health at the same time physical health is something that we have to look into it parallelly at the same time ayurveda talks that physical health and emotional health both go hand in hand like in ayurveda we have a statement mind and body are like a ghee and a pot if the ghee is hot the pot will also be hot if the pot is hot the ghee will also be a hot so it has a huge interrelation that which we need to be addressed this is the retreat where i am working sitaram beach retreat and an abh accredited ayurvedic hospital where we do authentic panchakarma and ayurvedic treatments and also the place is set in such a way that healthy routine healthy cuisine and also we are connecting with nature So when people ask me what do I do I'm an ayurvedic doctor I say there are many hats that I wear when a patient comes to me I could be an ayurvedic doctor a nutritionist pharmacist a psychologist a holistic health coach one word that can describe all of this in ayurveda is the term vaidya the word vaidya means somebody who is sharing vidya the knowledge that can help them to heal the knowledge that helps them to dissect what is not good for their health and also for their highest self So that is why an ayurvedic doctor calls vaidya the word vaidya has a very profound meaning it's a blend of all these hats put together Now before we enter what is the post covid uh, recovery what what is mentioned in ayurveda let us understand what the germ theory is about Now germ theory was created by Louis Pasteur in the mid 18th century Now Louis Pasteur came up with this theory called germ is the cause of the disease because at that time when many people were falling sick he found out their body fluids had lot of germs so one thing he could find as a correlation was germs are the cause of the disease and according to that theory one way to heal or cure is to isolate that germ or kill that germ that way it will help to get it better in ayurveda we have this theory called as roga sarve abhi mandagna that every disease has an origin in imbalanced agni 
Now, when we say Agni, what we mean is the ability to convert the food we eat into energy. It also means our ability to understand some information and make it into an action. And it is the Agni, we call it in modern medicine or the modern physiology, we call it as uh, metabolism. It is when our metabolism is very good, our ability to function, our immunity, our vitality is at its best. But when our Agni is deranged, our immunity takes a hit and also our ability to perform in our physiological activities will also take a hit. And that is why there is a statement in Ayurveda, Esha Sara Chikitsayam Yad Agni Parirakshati, which means the whole purpose of any treatment is to protect the Agni of a person. That means every treatment that we do, it is to protect the metabolism because once the inner metabolism is fantastic, that will take care of everything. We don't have to reinvent the wheel because everything that we buy from a pharmacy, it is actually a chemical replica of what is already in our body. Beat a painkiller, beat an antibiotic, beat a sleeping pill, beat a hormone replacement therapy. It is all a replica of what is already inside our body. Now that inner pharmacy in Ayurveda is what we call as Agni. When the Agni is good, our inner pharmacy can take care of it. But when our Agni is bad, then we have to depend on many other medications externally. Now, according to germ theory, there is a monotonous approach that a germ is the cause of a disease. But in Ayurveda, there is no such thing as an exclusively one factor that is going to contribute to a disease. There are multi, it's a multifactorial thing. Now, let us see. In Ayurveda, we have this concept called as Ama. The word Ama means, uh, well, some people call it, it is something near to poison. But the literal meaning of the word Ama is that which is not me. A means not and Ma means me. So if I put something in my mouth and if that has to become a part of my blood, but if it does not become a part of my blood, then that becomes a potential toxin because that is a baggage for my body. The more toxins I put in my body, what happens is it is difficult for my body to have a good Agni. One of the biggest hurdles for to have a good Agni is the more Ama we have in our body. And today, the lifestyle that we live today is highly prone to consume and produce more and more Ama in our system, which means the more Ama in your body, the more deranged your Agni is. And when more deranged your Agni is, your ability to be at your healthiest self is also affected. Now, let us just understand this question. Why do we call a city beautiful? I mean, there are many reasons why we call a city beautiful. You know, we call it because of the architecture, the landscape, how the place is designed, how the people are there. There are various reasons why we call a city beautiful. However, if you look at all the reasons why we call a city beautiful, one of the most important reason is it has to be clean. And only if the city is clean, we call it beautiful. In, even though there are cities which has fantastic architecture, but because it is not clean, we don't call it a beautiful city. So it's not just the town planning, it is not just the architecture. It is how clean and on top of that, whatever you add, that's what makes a city beautiful. Now imagine every city produces a lot of waste. And when these waste production is happening and when the waste are being collected, what if the people who are supposed to collect these waste, they go on a flash, flash strike? 
they say that we are not going to collect these waste anymore. So what can happen is the waste starts piling up. Now when the waste starts piling up, what can happen? You know, it will start stinking and the city will have lots of rats. Now what do these rats do? These rats will eat the waste and it will start going and distributing throughout the city. Now you will see that these rats are actually distributing the waste throughout the city and imagine a new tourist is coming to the city and he sees that, oh my god, look at all the waste these rats are bringing. And he sees that the only way we can protect the city from this dangerous pollution is I have to make sure these rats are killed or somehow we have to bring in solutions so that we don't have so much of rats anymore. What is happening is rats are just a triggering factor. Why are the rats there in the first place? Now this is what we have a lot of similarity with the concept of germ theory because Calling germ as the cause of a disease is as good as saying the rats are the cause of the pollution in the city. But we are not seeing where are these rats coming from, what is making these rats survive and what is feeding these rats. Now even if you invest billions of dollars to find molecules to kill the rats, the rats will come back more with better immunity to fight these mm, molecules because these wastes help to protect these rats because waste are feeding these rats. Now that is why in Ayurveda, the concept of ama, the more ama we have in our system, the agni is deranged. When the agni is deranged, what happens is our ability to function is also compromised. Now in many of my speeches, I mentioned the word for Ayur, uh, human body is called as sharira. Now, why do we call sharira? Now, sharira means that which keeps dying every moment. Our body is a constant dying mechanism, which means we are constantly eliminating waste. So, the, one of the ways our agni gets deranged is when we consume more than what we can eliminate and when we produce more ama inside of us, our waste elimination gets compromised. And when we have too much of toxins in our body, we become a fantastic host for these germs. And we have to understand, germs cannot survive on its own. Germs need a conducive environment for them to survive. The more ama we have in our system, the more we are going to allow unhealthy stuff to survive in our body. And see, there is one example that I always tell. Imagine there is a person and constantly he loves to be lazy and if he goes to work in an organization, he will do his best to make sure that others are also not working. Now imagine if this person gets recruited to a company which is like some people are working, some people don't like to work. And when he goes to a company which has a working culture which is not so great, he will have a great influence in all the other people who are working that please don't work because he feels not safe when others are working. So he will do his best to make sure that others are not working. Now the same person, if he goes to another company where the working culture is fantastic, people are really passionate about what they are doing and they love to be at their element, they love what they are doing and they are very passionate in what they do. Now when such a person who is very lazy goes into a company which has a working culture like that, what could happen is either he has to upgrade himself to such kind of a passionate person 
or he gets kicked out because the environment doesn't support to let him survive. See the same person, two different uh, outputs. Now the reason is, what is the environment that is allowing this person to perform in different ways? So that is why in Ayurveda, the statement Esha Sara Chikitsayam Yad Agni Parirakshadi. The whole purpose of every treatment in Ayurveda is to protect your Agni. Because when your Agni is fantastic, you don't make it easy for unhealthy stuff to survive in your body. And that helps to eliminate it. So when we say that post-COVID recovery and rejuvenation, what we are actually saying is, how can we improve the Agni? In every aspect of Ayurveda, the question is, where is the Agni deranged? What are the causes of the Agni derangement? And how can we bring the Agni back to its normalcy? Now that is the whole protocol of Ayurveda. In some it could be supplements, in some it could be panchakarma treatment, some it could be a lot of lifestyle changes, in some it could be change with nutrition and also in some it could be a lot of emotional uh, enhancement because even lower emotional energy can also derange our Agni. Sometimes when you get stressed out, your Agni is also affected because emotions are a very powerful trigger on your hormonal system. So we all have to deal with all of that and that we'll be discussing in this. Now you see germs feed on decay. They are scavengers. They are not able to survive on its own. So are you having a lot of decay in your body? Are you having a lot of toxins in your body? And if you have that, you're going to allow these uh, germs to survive. Now I want you to go through this uh, personality called Isaac Jennings. Isaac Jennings is an allopathic doctor in the mid-18th century in United States. He was known to be a person who advocated something called as natural hygiene, health through natural hygiene. And he came up with this concept of drugless therapy. Now you can go and research about Isaac Jennings. Now the story of Isaac Jennings is during his practice once what happened was some of the availability of the drugs became very constrained and he was not able to prescribe many of the medications because due to lack of availability. So one thing that he did was, and many patients were coming and especially if they are sick and patients, you know, he couldn't send the patients away without any medications. So what he did was, he told them, drink plenty of fluids, take enough rest, stop drinking unhealthy, uh, stop eating unhealthy food and live a healthy lifestyle. He started advocating healthy lifestyle. And when people said, but I need some medications, what he did was, he actually gave them colored water and some bread pills, which is technically called as placebos. And for 20 years, what he did was, he documented just with the changes in lifestyle and with his placebos, he saw that almost all the cases who came to him in various diseases, he was able to help them unless there was an emergency case which he had to uh, deal it in a different way. And he decided he is going to publish this paper saying that we don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to healing because our body is the greatest pharmacy. It knows how to heal itself. And he thought that he is going to be the next Nobel uh, Prize winner when it comes to medicine. But what happened when he was about to publish this, he got extremely attacked because many of his patients came to him and said that you, we actually paid you for real medicines and it is pity that you gave me placebos. 
and how can you do that even though their conditions got better even though they improved with their health but they were upset that they felt that they were cheated now here you see a lot of similarity with the concept of ayurveda now it is not that we are advocating you need to take some placebos or things like that the idea is today we are so obsessed that i need to take some chemical to recover i need to have an immediate symptomatic relief see the word for medicine in ayurveda is called as beshaja the word beshaja in sanskrit means anything that helps to remove the fear of disease okay that does not mean that the medicine is not going to change things but what is happening is the fear of attack is much stronger than the attack itself because we anticipated because of our brain's ability to foresee anticipate what can go wrong we are constantly looking for what is going to go wrong and that can make us release a lot of stress hormones and it can derange our agni in the long run it can derange our metabolism and it can also hamper our immune system so what we are saying is when we understand that when we start to realize how powerful our body is our ability to recover is much better now today what is happening is the fear has gone out of roof and when people are feeling usually what happens is we come to a very soon judgment if i am suffering with this problem how how will i am survive if this is going to be the rest of my life always do remember you know in the past when you look back there are many conditions that happened to you but you were able to recover so we need to understand here no matter what situation you are going through don't come to a judgment that this is something that cannot be reversed make sure you have all the information before you come up with such a uh, decision so this concept of isaac jennings this is something that i always love to talk about because he is someone who advocated to understand and trust in the healing powers of our own body in other words when you correct your agni that will correct everything else this was a quote by a chiropractor he says if the germ theory were true no one would be alive to believe it now what is science you know we are trying to find the cause and the effect if there is a effect definitely there is a cause so what the germ theory says is if there is a germ that is infected in a person and that effect i mean the effect of that germ should be a disease and that disease can be the same so if that is true the same germ put in different people should all have the different uh, symptoms why only some people are asymptomatic some people are going through severe problems and some people even you know they uh, they deal with near death issues what we have to understand is it all depends on what we call it as vulnerability comorbidity and all of this in ayurvedic term it all depends on to what level is your ama in your system the more ama in your system the more severity the more you are allowing the germ to hurt you but less ama then what is happening is your ability to go through is very easy see we need to understand external sanitization is very important and we also need to understand germs are real germs are actually our friends it helps to break down unhealthy stuff in our body and without germs it is not possible to be alive and if you see you know there is no tuberculosis with tuberculobacilli uh, microbe you know there is no dengue without the parasite that is involved there see most of the infectious disease 
definitely the germ is contributing but the point we are trying to understand is what is allowing the germ to make it worse so when ayurvedic approach to that is how can we disarm the germ from hurting me so much how can we make sure the germ doesn't give have a proper surrounding and comfort to live its worst way of approaching things now that is what we are going to discuss from now on now let us understand what happens when our body what happens when our body is having an issue with if the if somebody puts a poison in the blood what can happen you know we could have lots of reactions we could have diarrhea we could have headaches we could have people can faint cramps uh, heart rate can go up and down people say that if there is a kind of toxicity their energy goes down they have constipation they have fever now there are many symptoms how our body responds if there is some kind of a toxin in our system or some kind of a poison now in ayurveda there is a chapter in ashtanga hridayam called as roganutpadaniyam which actually means how a disease is originated now in that it is mentioned every time we suppress our body's natural urges we tend to hold on to what is supposed to be eliminated from our system for example if we want to eliminate stool and if we hold on to it we are holding on to some toxin in our system if you are supposed to urinate and if we don't do it on time we are holding on to something in our body which is supposed to be eliminated now same way when we hold on to many toxins and when we don't eliminate it for a longer period what happens is our body tends to find a quick way to eliminate it it will look for the nearest exit in whichever way for example if you drink something and if your body doesn't like it you could have vomiting and the vomiting is the way body is trying to eliminate it or if it is hurting the, uh, the small intestine you could have diarrhea which is why people have diarrhea many times when they eat something that is is not healthy and allergies you know skin is the largest organ in our body through which we eliminate lot of stuff and lymphatic drainage happens through the skin so if we have lots of toxins or if the body is not able to eliminate something which it wants it to get eliminated these are the ways the body communicates to us just like if you go to one country they speak their native language like if you come to kerala people speak malayalam the same way this is the language the body communicates if it wants to get rid of something like why do we get fever fever is a way it heats up the system because once the body temperature raises what happens is all the microbes that are infected in our system it will die or it makes it difficult for the microbes to uh, multiply and our appetite is low because we don't want to consume so much and if you see what are the symptoms of flu you will see it is quite similar when people say what are the symptoms of flu they say i am having running nose i am having fever i am having headache i am having body pain some people say i am having allergic rashes the the whole the, the body system comes to a standstill they have to call for sick leave and there is no medicine for that see today when you look at how advanced the medical system is we can do many organ transplantation we can do a genomic decoding but we don't have a, a medicine or cure for a common cold or a flu because trying to find a cure for common cold or a flu is like trying to find a cure for gravity 
because these are some basic things the body is trying to get rid of. But however, we do have some symptomatic relief. Like, let's say somebody is going through diarrhea and if they take a medicine to stop it, yes, it will help. If it is a terminal thing, it has to be stopped. But if it is something that they are eliminating and if you stop it, what is happening is we are stopping the body from eliminating what the body should not hold on to. So the more you keep suppressing stuff in the system, the more we are letting that toxin to show in different parts of the body. So if there is a too much of toxicity and if there is a microbial infection, just like the rat attack that you see in a city which is polluted with waste, what happens is the body can show various symptoms. So now when people say, why uh, am I having diarrhea when I eat something and it is going out? Because the body wants to get it eliminated. That is why in Ayurveda, we have this term called as prayaschitta, which means the illness is the cure. If you drink something and the body doesn't like it, it automatically does the vomiting because illness is the cure which means the vomiting is the way it is trying to come out of it and that is why the way of eliminating ama the body has different symptoms and that is what we call it as body's own way of treating so in ayurveda we try to understand what is the way the body is doing naturally and we try to support the body to eliminate it it could be with better lifestyle it could be with certain herbs or minerals or animal products like ghee is one thing or many sesame oil, olive oil, olive oil is something that we also recommend if it is very difficult to get ghee in your region. So various products are required in Ayurveda so that our body's natural way of eliminating toxins can be better for our own system. So that is why the word prayaschitta means if you are suffering from something that is the way the body is trying to cure itself. Like for even I say that if somebody is suffering from diabetes Diabetes is the way the body is trying to enforce control so that you don't consume too much of, I'm talking about type 2 diabetes, so that you don't consume so much of stuff that is not healthy for your system. And the same with gout or arthritis. If you consume unhealthy stuff, especially red meat or things that can increase the uric acid, it will lead to many pain in the joints and your uric acid levels can go up, the arthritis symptoms can show up, so that you regulate what is that you are consuming that which is not healthy for you. So disease is the way the body is trying to communicate something needs to be shifted in your system. Some it could be lifestyle, it could be emotional change that needs to be addressed. It could be some food that you are consuming. It could also be having more sleep hygiene. See when we talk about sanitization or hygiene, when we talk about the Agni, we are talking about the inner hygiene. How is your habits that is keeping you hygiene inside? External hygiene is also important, the same as well, the inner hygiene is also important. Now, most of the suggestions for post-COVID recovery has a lot to do with what are the preventive methods for any kind of microbial infection because it is pretty much the same because post-recovery or prevention both are to enhance the Agni. Now, some of the post, uh, most frequent post-COVID symptoms you will see, most of the people uh, that you know approach me and also you will see many people who suffered from COVID, they say that fatigue is one of the most common things. 
or muscle or body pain they are not able to move as it used to be or when they are trying to exercise they feel more tired they give up very quick shortness of breath difficulty concentrating or focusing they zone out or they have suddenly they space out an inability to exercise or be active headaches this is quite common difficulty sleeping they feel very tired they feel tired they want to sleep but they are not able to sleep as well there is anxiety and also depression is another issue especially if they went through some difficulty especially financial problems if they are running a business and the covid created that that could also add on to most of that memory problems dizziness these are some of the most common things and some of the other things loss of taste or smell some many people say my smell is terrible my taste is uh, terrible i am not able to appreciate now if you uh, try to understand what is the body trying to communicate here see when we lose taste the body is trying to say you have to be careful what you are consuming because lack of taste is a way the body is trying to initiate you should be careful what you are consuming when the taste is good we surrender to the gastronomic pleasures we want to eat because gastronomic pleasure is one of the most innate needs of our body because our brain is designed in such a way that we crave and eat as much as sweet salt and fat so when you consume a lot of these unhealthy stuff especially today's food revolution that made so much of unhealthy food abundantly available your body is having lots of toxins and ama so loss of taste or smell see both go hand in hand when it comes to appreciating the food food is not just the taste it's also the uh, how the aroma of the food is also plays an important role so when these two are reduced it's just a sign that we have to be very careful what we are putting it in that's the body's way of enforcing certain things in that now how to come out of it soon that i'll be talking about in the coming uh, part of this uh, talk then shortness of breath definitely if they had a history of asthma bronchitis or respiratory illness in the past this could also lead to that and also if their body is producing a lot of mucus they could have shortness of breath and cough uh, dry cough is one thing see cough is a way the body is trying to eliminate what it is stuck in the throat region or nasopharyngeal region now increased risk of blood clots and stroke especially if they have a history of high blood pressure see high blood pressure 90 to 95% of the high blood pressure that we see in human beings has a lot to do with essential hypertension which means it has a lot of contribution from stress so it's a sign that you have to deal with your stress in a healthy way many people they don't deal with the stress and they go to take diuretics or beta blockers and in the long run it leads to other uh, symptoms other side effects now memory loss confusion or difficulty concentrating this also has a lot to do with mental stress and especially post covid their need to take rest is also very important see when somebody says i am feeling tired what the body is communicating is i need to rest i need to make sure that i am not overworked or there is a possibility that see today not many people are undergoing physical stress physical stress is not so prevalent today unless you are doing such an intense physical activity yes some people today they work out too much like they are practicing for a olympic uh, pro- program or something but it has it is not something to do with uh, physical stress is something that which is not so rampant today today what most people are going through is actually a mental stress 
they are overworked they are not able to calm down they are not able to relax so physical stress is not what we are talking about we are talking about mental stress the mental stress can lead to a lot of change in our hormones and how we can alter that hormone has a lot to do with how we can keep our emotions in a sane manner now hair loss joint pain poor blood circulation in extremities vision issues skin rash this is something i see a lot of people complain that they are getting allergies rashes especially after the infection they feel like that dry eyes mouth they have itchy eyes sometimes people also complain about conjunctivitis like symptom or red eyes now all these are depending on what is which part of your body is holding on to more ama and depending on where the site of exit is more closer for this ama whenever there is an infection these sites will be amplified by the way hair loss is a sign of lack of vitality or also it could also lead to uh, because of hormonal variations now uh, this is something uh, uh, the prime minister of india last year in the mid of 2020 he advocated people ayush i urge you to have a look at the ayush ministry protocol make it a part of your lives and share it with others the word ayush even though in sanskrit ayush means longevity but ayush stands for a y u s h it stands for ayurveda yoga unani siddha and homeopathy so there is a department of all these uh integrative holistic system put together and there is a ministry in the central government that works on propagating this so at that time uh before uh, when people were panicking what to deal with this how to improve immunity now if you see one of the positive effects due to covid was the word immunity became one of the key words that has been searched worldwide how can i improve my immunity because there was no medicine to deal with this infection the only way you can deal with this how to improve your immunity and in ayurveda we talk about the concept of agni once the agni is improved the immunity is also improved now the ayush ministry uh, b- with a discussion of lot of ayurvedic doctors and also proponents of Ayur, uh, yoga and all the others there was a collective understanding what are the things that we can bring in this was something that was published by the ministry of ayush central government of india in the wake of covid-19 outbreak entire mankind across the globe is suffering enhancing the body's natural defense system immunity plays an important role in maintaining optimum health we all know that prevention is better than cure while there is no medicine for covid-19 as of now it will be good to take preventive measures which boost our immunity in these times Ayurveda being the science of life propagates the gifts of nature in maintaining healthy and happy living. Ayurveda's extensive knowledge based on preventive care derives from the concepts of dinacharya which are daily rituals to keep your keep ourselves healthy and ritucharya seasonal regimens to maintain healthy life. It is a plant based science the simplicity of awareness about oneself and the harmony each individual can achieve by uplifting and maintaining his or her immunity. is emphasized across ayurveda's classical scriptures ministry of ayush recommends the following self care guidelines for preventive health measures and boosting immunity with special reference to respiratory health these are supported by ayurvedic literature and scientific publications now here even though i'm talking something about as a preventive health care these are the same methods that are really going to help post covid recovery as well 
because if you are post covid recovery some people say the tiredness is lasting long it's a sign that the body needs to eliminate as much ama as soon as possible so once this is eliminated your natural energy is something that will come back so the preventive aspect and the post infection recovery aspect has the same approach to a great extent now here you see drink warm water throughout the day now why ayurveda is such a strong proponent of warm water i mean many people say that oh i know about ayurveda they just keep talking about drinking hot water and yeah ayurveda is about drinking warm water why is warm water such a uh, fanatic obsession with ayurveda see when do we you know when our hands are cut and if there is a slight bleeding what do we do we dip it in a cold water and what does cold water do it stops the bleeding it makes the channels clog so that the bleeding is stopped and your gut has lots of openings that should always stay open and if you block that channels your ability to let something enter inside your blood stream or the nutrients that needs to be absorbed is also blocked but on the other hand some, when you drink something cold it is giving you a mental satisfaction you feel something cold means i feel cool down or calm down but in ayurveda in fact one of the first chapters is jwara chikitsa which is treatment of fever and the first therapy that is mentioned is fasting followed with drinking of warm water because warm water helps to open up the clogged channels in our system now what we are looking forward is how to eliminate ama and mucus is an ama inflammation is a kind of ama and when we drink warm water what is happening is we are opening up all the blocked clogged channels in our system sometimes you can also add some herbs like spices like uh, ginger is fantastic cinnamon is fantastic ajwain is fantastic it also enhances your digestive power some people even add some lemon to it so if you have a tendency or habit to drink lots of cold water or water with ice cold beverages or sometimes even they drink sugary uh, carbonated sodas with lots of ice in it that's even dangerous because on one hand sugar is glue and you are drinking it with uh, ice so it actually clogs all the channels where the energy can enter into your system so when you block that what is happening is the body has to overwork to open up and body has to produce more heat to open this up see let's say you want to wash your plates and if it is quite oily in nature if you don't have a detergent just with warm water or hot water you are able to clean the whole plate like you use some detergents that's the power of hot water because it helps to melt something that which is sticky in nature so all this mucus producing tendencies in the body we are able to reverse it and also eliminate when we drink this warm water so it has a lot of meaning to that yes and daily practice of yoga asana pranayama and meditation for at least 30 minutes as advised by ministry of ayush like some of the uh, yoga asanas that mentioned are surya namaskar or sun salutations there are various yoga asanas that you can try to find out and today we have lots of opportunities to find in the online world now some people if there is a possibility and if the environment permits go and take a brisk walking that's also fantastic however don't try to overtrain yourself this is very important now spices like haldi turmeric jeera or cumin coriander garlic are recommended in cooking 
Now, one thing I tell people, especially if you come from a place where the summer is super hot, please be careful with turmeric because sometimes turmeric can be heat producing and the same with garlic. Be careful with heat producing, especially if you have a tendency in your body to, uh, if your body has uh, lots of pitta characteristic, that is you produce a lot of heat in your system. Also in women, if you are having hot flashes with menopausal issues, I advise to be very moderate and judicious in using turmeric and garlic. It is not like this is like for everyone. However, if you are cooking, try to use more spices because these are nature's pharmacy. How to improve your waste elimination capacity, how to improve your Agni. Now take Chavan Prash. Now these are certain things. Now Chavan Prash is one of the main ingredients of Chavan Prash is Amla or Indian gooseberry which has high dosage of vitamin C and that is why in many countries abroad even if people go and get tested uh, with an infection one of the best supplements that they offer is vitamin C because vitamin C is something that is known to enhance your immune system. So uh, also please uh, check what brand of Chavanprash you buy sometimes Chavanprash has a lots of sugar in it. So also be mindful in seeing uh, which brand of Chavanprash you are buying. Now drink herbal tea or kada it's a Sanskrit or North Indian Hindi term for decoction made from basil leaves and if you are uh, listening to this from Europe, you can get go for the local variant of the basil leaves that are available. And along with cinnamon, black pepper, dry ginger and all of this put together, if you are able to make a tea and that will help you to enhance your waste elimination in your body. Some people recommend to add jaggery if you are obsessed with the palatability, that's also good. And also add some fresh lemon juice. Now golden milk, I do not recommend this if you have lactose intolerance, you could use almond milk or even um, rice milk to some extent but otherwise uh, the best way also to absorb turmeric because turmeric is best absorbed in a fat soluble medium than on a water soluble medium. So taking it that way will also be helpful. Now these simple Ayurvedic procedures. Now nasal application, now you see when people want to check if you have an infection with this virus, one place where they go and check is one is the mouth and the nasopharyngeal duct because these are the two regions where this microbe or the virus can get stuck and it can multiply and replicate. So see in Ayurveda you know Nasyam is a part of Panchakarma, Panchakarma are the five purification therapies. And Nasim is the only part among all the five purification practices mentioned in Ayurveda that which you can do every day. Every day this nasopharyngeal duct is something that we can clean just like we are so obsessed about washing hands, wearing a mask. But we also need to understand we need to clean what if something goes inside, we need to clean that part. So sometimes you could use coconut oil, sometimes you could use uh, ghee which is not so condensed. Now in Ayurveda we have an oil called as Anutailam. Now if you are from Europe when you don't have access to Anutailam, try to use coconut oil. In some people if they have a tendency of lots of mucus production especially when they get up in the morning when they go to sleep they have their nasopharyngeal duct blocked. One thing that I recommend is you can prepare your own saline water. What I would recommend is 100 ml of uh, warm water put like 
less than one gram of uh, rock salt or even the uh, sea salt that you get and use it for the nasal cleansing. You can pour up to four to five drops unless you have some nasopharyngeal issues where such things are contraindicated. This is one therapy that you can do every day. See why Ayurveda is a big proponent of Nasyam therapy is our ancestors used to walk on four legs and our nasal cleansing used to be automatic because of the pull of gravity because we used to be able to clean it. But after we started walking on two legs, the geometrical position changed. So we didn't have the capacity to clean it naturally. So we have to use artificial ways to clean the nasopharyngeal way. That is why in Ayurveda, just like you take shower, just like you wash your mouth, just like you brush your teeth, cleaning of the nasopharyngeal duct is an equally important aspect. In fact, when we talk about physical sanitization, one of the best things you can do for your internal sanitization is doing nasya therapy. And the same with, okay, we also talk about oil pulling. You can also do it with warm water with salt and ginger or even if you have access to trifala powder because trifala powder is also a very good antimicrobial uh, activity. So making a decoction of this or just with warm water with salt and even just with ginger, doing gargling and uh, uh, swishing, it's a very powerful way to clean your mouth. See, always remember, where do they try to uh, take the test? Either it's a mouth or throat swab or from the nasal region. So are we doing something apart from brushing of teeth? Are we doing something very pro profound way? And when we brush the teeth, we are only cleaning the teeth and maybe to some extent the gums. But when we swish or when we do the gargle or when we do the oil pull, what is happening is we are able to clean the entire region of the uh, oral cavity. So that is why you see here, especially if people are suffering with uh, the anosmia, the smell is not so good after the infection. One thing I always recommend is start getting into the habit of cleansing your nasal pathway and also doing the gargling because this will bring back the taste and also your smell. Uh, if not soon, definitely it will come back much faster than what it takes in a normal region. And on the other hand, limit the intake of food that produce a lot of mucus. The foods that produce a lot of mucus are food that are sweet in nature, food that are extremely salty in nature and food that are rich in gluten and fat, especially the fried fatty food. When you consume a lot of this, the body tends to produce a lot of mucus. When the mucus production lowers in our system, our immunity will naturally get better because the more mucus, the body has to find its way to eliminate it. That is why the more you find it difficult to eliminate, the more the body will get tired because the body is utilizing all its energies. How can we get it out of the system? So you don't have the energy to use what it is required for your daily activities. Now other therapies during dry cough or sore throat, steam inhalation with mint leaves or you get spearmint or ajwain can be practiced once in a day. Steam inhalation, what I recommend if you have a tendency of blocked nose, one of the best things you can do is after you do the steam inhalation, then you do the nasyam. This is fantastic because when you do the steam inhalation, you are able to melt some of the blocked mucus and after that when you do the uh, nasal cleansing with nasyam, your ability to clean that nasopharyngeal duct is much better or easier. 
Then clove powder mixed with natural sugar or honey can be taken 2 to 3 times a day, a day in case of cough or throat irritation. Now here if you have uh, issues, another thing is gargling is a fantastic way as mentioned before along with oil pool, gargling with salt water, warm salt water with some ginger also you can also put some clove in it. This is a fantastic way to cleanse your uh, throat and oral cavities. These measures generally treat normal dry cough and sore throat however it is best to consult doctors if these symptoms persist now next alarcan churnam this is one thing i widely prescribe which is very rich with turmeric and this taken with one teaspoon with warm water it will really help to improve your immunity and also uh, it helps to impart the natural immune system in the body now vitamin d this is something which is underrated I mean, when i tell people are you taking vitamin d supplements if you have you checked your vitamin d many people say that uh, i come from a sunny region in fact i have seen people coming from sunny region having vitamin d deficiency now if the spring has started now some people said in europe it's still snowing but if you have a possibility once the sun starts watching the sunrise and the sunset is a very powerful way to enhance the vitamin d and if possible try to take vitamin D supplements this is a very powerful way to enhance your overall immune system now vitamin C I mean if you do not have access to Indian gooseberry or in India we call it amla if you do not have access to these go and get some vitamin C supplements it's also fantastic that is why Chavan Pras is mentioned by the Ministry of Ayush to widely be taken but you can also take amla juice, you can prepare a fresh amla and make a juice out of it and take it. This will improve your vitamin C. There are so many uh, citrus fruits which are rich in vitamin C. Taking more of that will also help. And in women, if you are having difficulty with immunity, always please check your iron levels. Now one of the best ways to improve your iron is, you know, pull your eyes and you will see that if it is quite uh, pale, that means your iron levels has to be improved. So you could take a lot of pomegranate, beetroot, uh, watermelon, spinach, all the red and green food that are available from nature, it will help to improve your iron. Now self-massage, now this is also one of the aspects of dinacharya that is mentioned. This helps to improve your, not only it has, uh, it is something to do with your improved blood circulation or the cosmetic, it also enhances your lymphatic circulation. Okay, some, in some countries people say it is very difficult to go in during this pandemic for a uh, oil massage but this is something you can also self-administer. Get a coconut oil if, if you have access to some Ayurvedic uh, oil. It is fantastic to do a self-massage prior to shower or also after the shower. This is something that can be done. So, uh, these are certain things that uh, will help you and Nasim as I mentioned that is mentioned before, try to do a lot of that. Now Panchakarma, if you have access to a Panchakarma treatment center and if you are not very tired but if you feel your immunity is weak, you want to improve your energy levels. Now Panchakarma is something that I highly recommend to recover faster because Panchakarma is a way of eliminating toxins from your system. Panchakarma is a way to get rid of ama. Like I said, the concept of health in Ayurveda is called as Niramaya which means the body with least amount of ama is the healthiest. Now we, uh, we can go to, uh, if you understand what are the benefits of Panchakarma, 
treat the sores to attain optimum immunity, profound upgrade to your metabolism, activate your inner healing capacity and preventive healing. The next webinar on the coming Sunday, I will be talking about what is Panchakarma, what is not Panchakarma, what, who can do Panchakarma, what are the limitations of Panchakarma. So, if you are interested to learn more about Panchakarma, do sign up for the webinar. I will be happy to also take some questions regarding that. Now, many people, if they are suffering with anxiety or PTSD, this journaling, this is one of the most profound way to vomit your unhealthy emotions and gratitude is a very powerful way. Now today, do especially during this pandemic, one of the reasons why we are, why many people are suffering with problems is if the same pandemic happened few decades before, we wouldn't be having so much of uh, mental issues because today we got so used to many in instant gratifications. Travel became so easy, you know, you could go from one continent to another in less than 15-20 uh, hours. At one point, just few decades before, it could take up to three to six months. So, what everything we got it for granted and suddenly when that became not possible, we start the fear of missing out started coming. So, in such a situation, refocusing and redirecting our energy to what we are grateful for is a very powerful exercise. Now, this is something we have to train our body because the more we are able to appreciate, the more we are able to enjoy life. See, there is a statement, the richest person is not something who has everything. The richest person is someone who knows the value of what he has. So, if you are able to appreciate and value what we have. See, I, I was talking to one person and I asked, uh, how are you? How is COVID treating you? And he said, oh, I don't have anything to complain because I am alive and I am healthy. Because with these two things, I can rebuild most of the things, no matter what worse things have happened. And sometimes people say, unless you are the owner of Zoom, most of the business was drastically affected. So, same way, whatever it is, we will be able to get back and rebuild if we have health and if we have health, I mean life. So, that is something we have to be focused on and grateful for. And take meditation, do pranayama, do exercise and practice these daily rituals. See, lifestyle is what makes you fall into the category of less vulnerable or comorbidity. When somebody says he belongs to a comorbid category, what they are saying is their lifestyle was unhealthy and that led to many other things. Unless there is a, a genetic predisposition that led to a severe complication which cannot be cured. So, always remember lifestyle is something that is our choice. Now, I am happy to take if you have any questions. Now, there is a question. I got COVID in third week of November last year. Exactly after three months in March, my hair started falling profusely. I have literally lost half my hair. I started with biotin and Kera grow. What would you suggest if I do for fast regrowth of hair? So, according to Ayurveda, there are various reasons for hair loss. And one of them is, if our sweating is not proper, that can lead to hair loss. And in, uh, in modern medicine, one of the reasons why our sweating cannot be proper is sometimes our lymphatic drainage is not efficient. And also, if our iron levels are low, that can also lead to hair loss. So, what I recommend people is, and also stress, when we stress out, what happens is, we make it difficult for the hair roots to also stay safe. So, work on your stress, 
improve your iron levels as soon as possible and also see if your lymphatic system can be activated and your drainage of i mean if you can sweat better these are certain things that you have to work on on all these put together and definitely certain hair oils will also help you it's been two weeks i'm going another question it's been two weeks i'm going through post-covid symptoms that is fatigue and lack of taste and smell is there an estimate time to fully cure or is it subjective eat in individual definitely it is something uh, subjective to each individual as i mentioned many people they say that you know it lasted for one week some say it lasted for one month some even said they it, la it, it lasted for three months so instead of focusing okay is it going to take a long time for me let us focus on what is under our control and that is how can i improve my lifestyle as i mentioned focus on that nasium gargling and eating healthy and take a lot of vitamin c rich foods and also get some vitamin d this will this will help to bring it back and if you can also do a bit of panchakarma therapy that will also be fantastic now there was another question about fasting now definitely fasting is one of the best ways to improve your agni but sometimes people uh, do it too much like soon after the fasting do not engage in binge eating soon after the fasting it is very important that you start slow in ayurveda it is mentioned after the fasting your agni is slightly compromised so if you put a lot of heavy food that will derange the agni so the the it is mentioned that you have to take it slow just like when the fire is slow you put small sticks to improve the fire same way you start eating something which is very light in nature so fasting sometimes you know you could skip the breakfast sometimes if you had heavy lunch you could skip the dinner now one thing i uh, have to re-emphasize which i always mention in ayurveda one of the prime foundations for health and longevity is your nidra which means your ability to sleep deep and recover and relax if you are not able to relax your nervous system no matter how good all other healthy habits are it can compromise or even cancel out all the other healthy habits so getting into a healthy sleep regime is so powerful for your nervous system because once your nervous system is relaxed your endocrine functions are fantastic because it is a nervous system that triggers and influences what hormones needs to be released at what point of time so this endocrine or hormonal balance starts with relaxing your nervous system now one question how to bring inflammation of the body down that is crp less than one now this topic especially about crp i'll be uh, commenting on it on the next sunday webinar which is on panchakarma uh, where we will be talking about the carbohydrate reactive protein and why uh, the liver is releasing this this will be specifically addressed on that concept so uh, please do look into that. So thank you all and wish you a happy Sunday and stay safe. And always remember our health is in our hand. What we can focus is on our lifestyle and germ is not the single cause of a disease. It is what allows the germ to break through our barrier. So it is our lifestyle that is our greatest asset. Thank you all and see you next Sunday.